0: podcast we got a very special guest one of philly's finest casey (laughs) i guess that was a a delayed intro uh casey say hi to all the fans what's going on everyone dude this is so cool i'm I'm happy that um you're on this has been uh in the works for for a little bit I, i think i asked you last month if you're willing to come on the podcast
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got it to work. The future's pretty sick. I'm talking into my computer. Couldn't do that 20 years ago. Just so suck it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, technology is amazing, and I love that it. it- It enables us to do cool things like this because um, there's like so many cool people, um, people doing good things for hardcore that I just want to talk to and pick their brains and just, um, you know, spread um, and raise awareness uh, to everybody else in hardcore that may not be aware.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. I agree.
0: (sighs) Okay, um let's uh, By the way, let oh, me wait. just
1: let me just say. Okay. My dog's going nuts in the background. So, if that cuts in or you hear that, sorry about that. That's just how my life is.
0: It's all good. It, it's your dog. Um, we're not going to be mad at it. Maybe it feels like some random dog just uh trying to ruin the interview, but um it's all good. Uh, we'll get through it. True. Uh so the dividing line I first saw you guys um, in Boston, like honestly, like almost um, a year ago. We're probably off like by a, a couple weeks.
1: Yeah. It's um, almost, almost exactly a year ago. That was our second show.
0: Oh, wow. That's crazy. Like I was out um, on the uh, East coast for vacation and um, like we were like in New York or like for a couple days and I'm friends with a, uh, Keith Freeman and I told him like yo like I'm gonna be in town for the edge of day show like I definitely want to come out and support your band and check everything out and um, I would never met Keith in person before that because we we're in a group chat so we went to the show and um, it was cool because I, I got there like right when it started because I wanted to check out all the bands and yours was uh, one of the bands that I saw and i thought that you guys were like you know had a cool sound and um knowing you now i honestly thought back then you were like way older
1: (laughs) yeah nah although this band is a pretty old band all things considered for what we're doing for like a youth crew style band you got our guitarist is like 37 or 38 drummer's like 31 or 32 i think and then Matt's twenty seven or twenty eight, and I'm twenty three, so I'm the youngest in the band. But the rest of them are a bunch of old heads.
0: So, um, the seeing you guys in Boston—that was your second show. Um, where'd you guys first play at?
1: We played in Philly. Our first show was with Comeback Kid, Jesus Peace, Buried Dreams, and
0: Burn. Wow, that's a yeah, that was sick. <laughs> that's a solid gig. I'm I'm definitely it's into funny, that. Um,
1: it's funny it, because we were actually trying to make Edge Day our first show, just because you know, might as well kick it off with that kind of you know monumental lineup and uh then joe hit us up he's like yo like i need you guys to open the show i'm like oh yeah i worked too
0: (laughs) so that's cool it
1: was like three days before edge day too i'm like all right yeah let's do it
0: that's awesome uh (laughs) and at that time you guys only had the the two song demo out
1: yeah if you go to the hate five six uh site for the divine line our first video is that show, and it was like a seven-minute set, I think.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. So
1: it was like those two songs. I think it might have been like four songs, actually, like two that weren't released at the time.
0: Okay. And wow, that's crazy because um, seeing you guys in Boston, um, it didn't seem like that was like your second show. I never would have guessed that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I felt like we were kind of sloppy, but we're always kind of sloppy. So it's whatever.
0: (laughs) Um, How was uh, that Edge Day experience since you guys wanted it to be your first show? It was
1: fun. I mean, that was the that was the week of Edge Day. So we played the show in Philly. Then we all hung out on Edge Day and then went up to Boston. Actually, the day before we went up to Boston, I saw Clear Focus in Allentown. So that whole week, I'm like, yeah, let's make this memorable
0: uh how long was uh the drive because you're in um philly you know yeah
1: south jersey right outside of philly
0: okay and that drive to boston uh how long is that uh
1: usually depends like if you leave really early in the morning it's like five and a half six hours but we hit traffic so it was like six and a half seven
0: damn that's a we're actually doing that next week too (laughs) you should you're doing that next week
1: Yep, we're playing with, uh, let me think of a lineup, Sunstroke and No Exceptions and Maniac and a couple others. I think Fence Cutter and Warren. And yeah, so we're doing that in, I don't know if it's Somerville or Boston, but close to Boston.
0: Damn, that's awesome. Maniac's that fun. sick too.
1: Maniac is so good. The record they put out this year is so good.
0: Damn, that's awesome. Speaking about new records, you guys just released a new record not too long ago
1: yeah we did uh beginning of september and uh it's honestly like a lot of people have been checking it out we just put the pre-orders up for the record and they're selling pretty well so I, i'm happy man
0: and uh you guys recorded with uh len carmichael
1: yep recorded he, mixed and mastered by Len.
0: he I, I i like always see his name with like the Hey five six videos right is that the same guy
1: Yep, he does a lot of the mastering and uh, mixing of the This Is Hardcore sets and various, you know, fest sets.
0: That's awesome. How was uh, the experience recording with him?
1: One's the best. I mean, you know, we went in there and Ian told him, he's like, I want everything to sound like it's in the red, just, you know, about to explode. And, you know, he delivered. I think he did a great job on the record.
0: Hell yeah, that's so sick. I I definitely like that description (laughs) of (laughs) height. that's wild that's freaking cool
1: yeah for sure
0: um my favorite track off the record is uh not for you really yeah uh, do, why do you sound surprised
1: well I just usually it's like deadbeat and here i stand but i'm glad because the lyrics behind that song are definitely the one that I spent the most time on or, and the most meaningful you know to me
0: uh the lyrics in not for you
1: not for you yeah
0: Okay, Um, I like honestly when I first heard it, like the like the drums in the beginning, I I got um, some like righteous jams kind of feel.
1: Oh yeah, just the just the jungle beat. (laughs) Yeah, Uh,
0: can you go into the lyrics? Can you talk about um, like what they mean to you and what the song is about?
1: Yeah, basically that song is just talking about all these people that try to make a big spectacle out of regular happenings in hardcore. I mean, really, it's like you know if you go to shows regularly you know what the shows are like you know what we're about and not everything is going to be you know socially acceptable to be honest i mean there is a violent aspect to hardcore there is a shocking aspect to hardcore and especially straight edge it's like you know it's not your normal oh i'm going to go to the bar and drink and get wasted i'm going to check out all these you know classic rock bar bands and stuff it's like you know If you are making a big deal out of hardcore shows and you don't regularly go to them and you're fresh off your first Warp Tour last year and this is, you know, you just hopped into the scene and you're trying to tell everyone what rules there are, you know, it's not for you and we don't want to listen to you. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, definitely get that. Um, it's, and that's what that song's about. Yeah. It's very interesting to see, uh, the hardcore scene, um, get like a little more PC. Yeah. And obviously like, I don't support like any of the, um, like bad stuff going on. Like I don't support racism. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. Like just all the terrible, like normal things, the, the things that, um, I assume like, uh, everybody thinks is bad. Um,
1: yeah, I think it's a pretty universal thing in at least modern hardcore to, despise you know what's going on currently I mean you know with Trump Kavanaugh all of that I mean I like I wake up every day crossing my fingers hoping that I read a headline saying oh all three Pence Trump and Kavanaugh have died like that that would just make my life um but you know I mean it's pretty well agreed upon for the most part, you know, there's some like right wing bands and whatnot. And I think, you know, maybe sometimes the PC thing gets out of control, but I think it's just a response to, you know, how awful, you know, American and other closely associated cultures have become.
0: Yeah. It's such a trip, man. Like sometimes I like, like look at like you know news on like Twitter and see like these like outlandish headlines and sometimes I just have to question if we're like you know really in a simulation or in some sort of movie because I just can't believe like certain things that are actually going on in our world
1: yeah I read some kind of headline that actually said it's like oh yeah 80% of experts believe that we're actually in a computer simulation I'm like I can't disprove this I'm really uncomfortable
0: (laughs) yeah and part of me is just like man if I am in a simulation, I want to find a way out and see. Yeah, totally. See what's really out there. And it hurts my head. I want find a
1: way out, but <laughs> I want to keep all my favorite bands with me. As long as I can grab, like, Floor Punch Stop it, taking No Tolerance and just peace out of the simulation, I'm good.
0: Dude. God, those three bands are amazing. I, I wish I could see Floor Punch again.
1: Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think that's. Uh, very likely,
0: <laughs> all right, you gotta tell us why you can't you can't just say that and not explain it.
1: I mean they're pretty open about just the fact that they don't really want to play anymore, plus they're all in different bands. I mean, I don't know about Porter, but um a couple of the others are in search, and I think that's kind of what they're focusing more on more, plus you know they're getting older, and
0: yeah, and they were old when them. I started, yeah, <laughs> but. I'm just glad that I was able to see them. Yeah. Um, But would love to see them again. Um, And Stop and Think is always so cool.
1: Yeah. I remember in 2015, they announced the Stop and Think reunion at Hardcore Stadium for Edge Day. And I was like, I don't care what I have going on. I will take off that entire month and just hang out in Boston. I obviously didn't do that, but I went out for the weekend and it was so sick. They had a show Friday... And two shows on Saturday and a show on Sunday. And I went to every single one and it was one of the best weekends ever. I mean Stop and Think was great. Invasion played that show. Mindset played. And No Tolerance played the pre show that Saturday. It was uh, I that. at the Middle East, I think. So and and waste management. I mean honestly it was just like every perfect bin besides Floor Punch and SSD played that show
0: yeah it's so crazy because i'm over here on the west coast and like when i see those kind of shows get announced it's like man I, I wish um it was way more like accessible for me and it wouldn't have to be like such a big ordeal for me to get out there just to make it to the show
1: yeah yeah, it's a hike i mean west coast has you know some cool stuff i mean you know we had the the fest that was cool and then I, you know i just see various tour packages coming through like i think agnostic front's playing in garden grove soon with that's, drug
0: control so that's literally happening today
1: oh well there you go <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it's like agnostic front um i think ignites on it uh, take offense. drug yeah. control um, rats in the wall um uh, a bunch of other um, cool bands. and no, uh, I obviously like I appreciate and love everything that we get. I feel like um we're um n- not really spoiled, but like it's just so cool that it's there's like such like a hotbed um for hardcore and California, the state is cool. so every everybody like every band wants to tour through here. so yeah, where I live um there's a good show happening all the time but yeah, it's true. like um but sometimes i just look at like the stuff happening on the east coast and i was like man I, I wish i could be out there for that
1: yeah yeah for sure i, I totally feel that and i think it's kind of wherever you live it's like you can look somewhere else it's like oh man it's, <laughs> like i wish i was over there but yeah uh
0: can you talk about um, your time in California? Because you guys were here, was it a month ago? It, it, it like a- was
1: like a month and a half ago, yeah.
0: Okay, month and a half ago. You honestly,
1: guys- it was so sick. Like, Pretty much daily, I just think, like, God, I wish I was back there. <laughs> like, Honestly, like the fest was awesome. The after show was awesome. Going to Disneyland, hanging out with you was awesome. Chilling at the hotel, walking around, eating Del Taco. Like, everything about it was just so sick. <laughs> And so. everyone was super accommodating and nice, and there was no humidity, and it was perfect.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that everybody was nice to you guys, and um, you, you had a good time. Uh, oh, you, yeah. you mentioned Del Taco. Um, yes. You guys don't have that back home?
1: No, we do not. We have... I have Pancheros and Chipotle and a bunch of other chains, but yeah, Del Taco is something special.
0: <laughs> okay, so i feel like um chipotle is like um it's supposed to be you know mexican food um but i don't really you know
1: yeah yeah yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah it feels like um whatever but um uh how close is like Pancheros to del taco
1: um imagine slightly better chipotle
0: oh oh, okay so it's like not even in the same realm as like Del Taco because Del Taco is like one of the like most greatest uh, fast food chains ever
1: oh absolutely I agree Um, the, the closest thing we have honestly is just like Taco Bell
0: Oh, Taco Bell! I know, and and I normally I will love and support um, everything Orange County. Um, Taco Bell, uh, the headquarters is I'm um, pretty sure it's in Irvine, but oh, okay. Uh, but Zeltaco Taco definitely is way better than Taco Bell.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely blows it out of the water.
0: Yeah, I I don't like it, it. Weirds me out every time I eat Taco Bell because. I don't think their cheese is real. It it feels just so weird and has some like weird powder on it. And then I go to Del Taco. It's like freshly grated. I can tell this is like real cheese.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember just like my eyes popping out of my head when I bit into a burrito. I'm like, oh,
0: (laughs) so was that something you guys um, wanted to eat at um, going into the vacation? You guys knew about Del Taco or did you guys just discover it when you were here?
1: We knew Del Taco, we knew in and out and that's kind of all we did, except for, you know, go to, like, some sit-down places, but um, everyone was saying, like, oh, when you go out there, everything's so much more expensive. Honestly, not really. It was kind of just, like, the same, but better quality. <laughs>
0: that's a, that's interesting. I don't think I've ever heard that, that it's more expensive. Like, yeah, we have, like, state tax, and um, that's kind of lame, but... Uh I've never heard that it, things are more expensive in California.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of people say that out here, like, Oh yeah, you're gonna spend like five hundred dollars on like a taco. I'm like, well no <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so ridiculous. I I would never want to Well spend like what, was that. it made
1: of gold? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um
1: But I'll tell you this. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the dividing lines up to, but I know I'm going to come back and just hang out next year just because I want to. So you'll see me again.
0: <laughs> I'm definitely down for that. Let me know um, the, the dates and we can figure it out. Show you around town, yeah, show sure. you some uh, cool spots. We got, we got to get you back to, to Disney and. Oh, absolutely. And depending on when you come, uh star wars land or galaxy's edge uh, may or may not be open true i'll have to
1: do my research
0: yeah it's supposed to open in uh, like the summer like around um like june so if you come like next summer it'll definitely be open gotcha
1: yeah that'll be cool yeah honestly like so we got these like laminates for uh the fest and it was kind of just a joke for a little bit like oh i'm not taking it off like i had too much fun in california
0: i can't take the laminate off
1: i still have not taken the laminate off i'm still wearing
0: it wait um like the one that goes around your neck
1: oh yeah yeah the <laughs> one that just has like all the bands on it like the all access one i'm wait. like i can't take it off
0: are you like legit wearing it around your neck or did you put it on like your keychain? Yeah. chain oh yeah <laughs> that's crazy wow so you just like wear it around town and just let people know that you were a part of the fest
1: i wore it like on the outside for a while but now it's like if i'm wearing two shirts i put it inside the first one you know
0: yeah so
1: sometimes if i'm wearing one shirt and i have like i don't know a hawaiian shirt over it then yeah i'll I'll let it like hang out but yeah i don't know i had too much fun out there It, it was a it was a super fun time you know
0: that's awesome that's cool so. uh, now I'm curious um, to when you're gonna take it off uh, never no not until the the 40 year um, show for a new age
1: no I'll just wear both
0: <laughs> you know, you'll double <laughs> up you'll just keep wearing yeah. them
1: speaking of which um, I think what might be in the works and this is all you know just it's okay. up in the air but we're trying to figure out how we can keep the circle of new age bands playing shows together. And I don't think it's smart to have it in California every single year. Cause it can get hokey and kind of just like, Oh, 31, 32, 33, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so what I think we might do when we can is just move it around to, each new age band city like each active new age band city so you know maybe have it in like chicago for decline have it in philly for us have it in massachusetts for restraining order and you know all the other bands so that could be in the works but it's again it's just up in the air but i feel like that would be a cool thing just to kind of push the new age bands into the different areas
0: i think that would be really awesome i like uh that it you know shows like the strength of the label like the unity and the fact that you guys want to take it to the cities of the newer bands um and help pump them up and um bring in like the newer kids and have a chance to show them um like current new age and then the older generation of new age uh i think that's a really awesome idea
1: yeah, I think, you know, it could be cool. It all just depends on who can play. And honestly, it's like if you get four or five new age bands to play and maybe like just like like call it like the Midwest New Age Showcase or the East Coast New Age Showcase or Northeast or whatever. You know, it's definitely doable and could be helpful for a lot of the active bands.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely love when uh, labels do showcases like that because. Yeah. Um, it brings together like. um like most of the time it brings together like a lot of bands that you normally wouldn't see um, together because everybody is normally out like doing like their, their own thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So definitely like appreciate those.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think drug control definitely benefited from this one in California. I mean, they just got off of the European tour and then I don't know if it was before or after, but they played the fest and, You know, you can you can tell that they're definitely taking off right now. And I think Decline just announced that they're going to do another uh, record on New Age. So I wouldn't be surprised if we could do something out there for them.
0: That'd be awesome. You're talking about in Chicago?
1: Yeah, in Chicago. We'll see, you know.
0: (laughs) Have you ever been to a show in Chicago?
1: A show? No. The airport? Yes, for 30 minutes.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you're just passing through. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it was actually on this last trip.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, I've never been to Chicago. Yeah, me neither. I would love to go to a show out there. That'd be sick. Yeah, um,
1: I was just catching a couple of Pokemon out there so that I could trade them for the uh, distance badge.
0: Oh wow! So you're, um uh, you play Pokemon Go? Embarrassingly enough,
1: yes. But you know what Keith Freeman does too, so that makes it cool. <laughs>
0: Um, honestly, I don't think it's embarrassing. I, I, I think it's cool. Um, I actually uh, down like re-downloaded the app uh, not too long ago. And I know that Keith is like super knowledgeable about, uh, the game. So I asked him, uh, on like tips on, um, what I should be doing and, uh, how I can tell like which Pokemon are good and which ones to let go. And he sent me like a bunch of, um, articles and videos and things that I I should watch and read to um, gather that knowledge. And he, uh, suggested that I join a, a Facebook group and, um, Where I'm at, um, I'm fortunate enough to um, live near Disneyland and they have like a a pokemon go disneyland facebook group and there's people there's people coming from all over to this place so there's so many people coming like in and out like it's so easy to find people to do raids um uh, regional pokemon it's oh yeah um it's it's definitely like made the game like a lot easier for me and um made it easier for me to like obtain like the um, Pokemons that uh, were like impossible for me to get to because I would tra- wouldn't travel to certain places.
1: Yeah, did you go through the uh, the whole Alolan egg thing where you had to like hatch them for? all of oct or all of september and they would give you like toros and mr mime and stuff uh
0: sadly no i've ah
1: yeah oh if you need me to trade with you whenever i see i got tons of the extras so i I can hook you up
0: (laughs) okay well we can talk about Uh that um we can talk about that after the podcast i'll I'll get your information and we can get this thing going because i I only have like two friends um on my friends list so i I can add you
1: yeah totally man i'm done
0: (laughs) All right that's awesome definitely looking forward to that um the dividing line do you guys have any shows um planned like for the like upcoming um l- like part of the year
1: yeah so uh this upcoming weekend we're going to boston it was that show i mentioned before with like sunstroke and uh, the others maniac. and uh, okay. yeah maniac yep and the next day is sunstroke's record release in philly and that's like Anxious from Connecticut, One Step Closer from Wilkes Bear, Tantrum from South Jersey, and Josh Alvarez, who's opening. He's in this band called Cross Keys. They're like a pop punkish band. Um, Ooh. So that'll be fun. Yeah, it's a pretty mixed show. It's pretty cool.
0: I love pop punk. <laughs> yes, do. I, I don't know why like, i I, I, just, I can just never um get away from that genre like i'm not as like active in listening to that type of music as i used to be but um i, I still like kind of look around to see if there are like any bands um that i would be into so i definitely want to check out your your friend's band yeah for sure you said that sunstroke
1: called- is like so um cross keys is that band they played with sunstroke yeah no they're thing. like a they're like a singy I'd, I'd call them more like melodic hardcore but like actual melodic hardcore not like garbage warp tour melodic hardcore
0: um <laughs> Wait, you know,
1: I, 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 I know, gotta I,
0: ask just, you what's your B you with warp tour uh okay,
1: <laughs> okay. It's, it's like it's uh modern warp tour like um you know like all the falling in reverse sleeping with and stuff like that obviously like pure garbage you know um, <laughs> like early Warped Tour was sick you know like all the skate punk bands and stuff that was cool but now it's dumb so yeah um
0: you're explaining your beef
1: yeah that's pretty much it I just you know it's it's just whack now pop punk bands it's like you know guys whose parents make $500,000 or more a year and they have Richard Spencer haircuts and then they just play really overproduced you know Garbage pop punk. <laughs> so.
0: Okay, speaking of pop punk, I'm not sure if I've asked you about this before. Um, there's a, there's this band, because you're in Jersey now, right? Yeah. Uh, th- there's this band that I, I used to listen to from Jersey, and I'm not sure like how big they ever got, because it was um, kind of hard for me to tell, because I just listened to them through, uh, I want to say, what was it, MySpace? Um, I, I don't even remember how I, I found out about them, but it was, it was this band called true things.
1: True things. That sounds familiar.
0: I don't know, but they're, they're from Jersey and like, I'm assuming they're hardcore kids. Cause every time I'd see like videos of them live, they'd be wearing like, um, like cruel hand shirts and bitter End merch.
1: Hmm. Let's see here. Um, I'm looking them up to be honest. Yeah, I have no idea. All I see is uh, kids asking for True Things merch on hardcore merch sites. So they're maybe they were known. Uh, oh, oh, dude, I can tell they are because they have uh, – they, like, ripped the Floor Punch logo. They have True Things in an arch with New Jersey under it. So, okay, they know yeah. something about something.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I just was curious to whatever happened to that band because like, they put out some stuff and they just kind of, like, disappeared –
1: yeah i honestly have no idea i didn't really come from pop punk i just kind of went straight from like led zeppelin to agitator to floor punch so (laughs) like i do like some pop punk though
0: okay um not uh or agitator what a great band
1: yeah they uh they were one of the first hardcore bands i got into and generally speaking, I'm not like, you know, a heavy, hardcore guy, but I remember seeing them and just thinking like, wow, this is, this is absurd. These people are, you know, beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> so when you're like 14 and watching that, it's, it's pretty surreal. And I think that's definitely, you know, what kept me coming to hardcore shows.
0: That's awesome. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting, uh, for people who are like new into hardcore and trying to figure out, um, if it's for them. Yeah. Because of uh, how crazy things can get. hmm. hmm.
1: Yeah. I think the Internet can help and hurt hardcore. And I think the fact that when you when you film a hardcore show and you put it out there for thousands, if not millions of people to see and normal people. I don't, I don't say normal as in like, you're not like us, but you know, the average person sees these videos. It's like, well, you know, this band needs to sue the venue or, or, or this guy needs to sue the band and, and lawsuits this. And, and, you know, medical bills and GoFundMe. It's like, you you gotta be involved in the shows before you can start, you know, critiquing the scene itself. And like you were saying, I mean, you have to figure out, is this, is this something I'm about? Like, can I handle this culture or should I just move on to something else?
0: Yeah, it, it was weird for me because, um, I was introduced to hardcore by, um, my older sister and I just started going to like a lot of local shows and things. Uh, and I, I grew up in like Palm Springs area. So like mm-hmm. the scene didn't really have like a crazy scene, Um, I I think, uh, like early on, I think the, the, the best show that we ever got, um, was due to my buddy, Steve Kipple, shout outs to Steve Kipple. He booked, um, this tour. It, It was, uh, I think it was like 2003. It was, um, on tour was, uh, down to nothing, uh, blacklisted and cast aside. Nice. Yeah, and it was cool because um, those kind of bands never really came through because um, our scene wasn't like developed and we didn't even have a proper venue. where we booking shows at like the YMCA or somebody's um, uh, cafe. Um, or we'd rent space like that down to nothing show. Um, we rented, um, there's like this castle in Indio like downstairs was like a, I think like a chuggy cheese with like random, like arcade games and pizza. Then upstairs, was (laughs) this like giant, like banquet hall with like a ton of space. So for a while they would let us rent it out for shows. It was kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. I know all about the weird venues thing. Um, I think the weirdest one that I used was a mini golf place. Um, it was like a driving range at mini golf place. And for some reason, they're just like, yeah, we got a room upstairs. If You want to rent it? And yeah, we just, we did like two shows there. And then I moved away from Westchester. Now I'm in South Jersey. So, but yeah, there's, I remember hearing about one in upstate New York. It was like a funeral home. Someone was booking shows at like, oh, I mean, wow. Hey, if it's, if it's a room, you know,
0: that's why we well do a show there yeah, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable throwing spin kicks, knowing that the dead were there.
1: I don't know. It would also make it like just super evil and awesome, you know.
0: It's kind of morbid.
1: Goes out to everyone that died five feet
0: over there yeah. oh <laughs> that reminds me of um, dead bodies have you ever seen that video of the guys um there's like a band playing in denny's
1: i just saw that video
0: yeah dude and the guy's like what the fuck is up denny's yeah <laughs> i i can't even like process like how would or who would they even have to know to like get a, a time to book a show in a denny's that's so crazy dude.
1: Yeah, dude, they did one in Boston Market. I think they actually, they might have done a few. It was before my time. Like, where they uh, serve,
0: like, the chicken?
1: Yeah, stuff like that. What? Um, it's like a, I don't even know, it's before my time, but, like, I guess a bunch of hardcore kids in Doylestown used to work at the Boston Market, and I heard stories about how, uh, like, the manager of the place was, like, a hardcore kid, so he just he shut it down like two hours early, kicked everybody out and then pans just started playing and kids were like throwing tables and stuff.
0: That is insane.
1: Yep. And they just had one that like clucky chicken. That was more like metal but still it's like, it's funny to see it in unexpected places, if you will.
0: Yeah. It's, um, I feel like where I'm at now in orange County, like we're fortunate enough to actually have like a couple different like venues, Um, Like the most uh, DIY spot is program the skate shop.
1: God, I love it there. We played there uh, that Sunday that we were out with bystander and it was awesome.
0: Yeah, there's like super like awesome for um, letting shows happen in their actual skate shop. And it's so cool that um, people are like respectful enough to like not break anything. Don't not steal anything because they literally just like leave all the merchandise out yep
1: yeah and that's the thing it's like i think there's a certain trust element where you can book hardcore bands and kind of just know the people of the scene and there's a self-policing aspect so that you know you see some dumb kid take something from a store it's like hey put it back you idiot like do you want to not have shows here so i think it was i think that venue is awesome
0: yeah it's definitely cool and the the other place you guys played was called uh the locker room
1: Yes, it was supposed to be at the amphitheater right outside, but it was kind of a last-minute decision. Apparently, they were supposed to get some kind of like the venue was supposed to get some kind of permit to open up the stage area so that there was more room for kids to mosh and just exist. Because otherwise, I don't know. Like the the full stage leaves like two feet of open space for kids to do anything. So they're like, okay, this is stupid. So they moved it inside, and I think that was for the best. It was. Very intimate and seeing trial in a smaller room like that. It was uh, it was pretty special
0: Yeah, I, I think um, that venue is super awesome. There, there hasn't been too many hardcore shows there um, But I, I definitely like the way that it's laid out and I like the size of the room because it does make it feel more um, intimate Yeah, yeah I've only been to one show there. I, I saw um it was backtrack hangman and um my buddies and dare played but i got there late because this uh, security, we played with
1: there that was fun
0: yeah se- uh, security was like taking too long to like uh like get people through the metal detectors it was it was like a weird ordeal so like i literally heard their entire set while i was waiting in line Ugh. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, but, but the venue is definitely cool. I, I, I wish yeah. they would get more shows um, at that spot.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool to play again. It was a fun time, man.
0: Uh, are you guys going to have a, like a, a proper CD release show?
1: Yeah. We're working on that now. Actually. Yeah. I think.
0: All oh, right. Uh, I, I, I said CD release show or, um, a record release show. Excuse yes, me.
1: Record. Yeah. <laughs> I don't me. know.
0: I don't know if you guys are going to press any CDs.
1: Probably not. I'll talk to Mike, see what he thinks, but probably not.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Just avoid that. I don't think anybody is buying CDs anymore.
1: Yeah. I sometimes I'll win CDs at like arcades just so I can throw them out the window. At people. Um, <laughs> Like we were, just a short little uh, side story here. Me and uh, I was in an old band and we were bored and somebody was sick so we couldn't practice. I'm like, ah, who cares? Let's just go to Chuck E. Cheese. It's, you know, I want the pizza. Not that it's good, it's just nostalgically bad. So we went to Chuck E. Cheese and we played a bunch of games and then we used all our points to buy like some kind of like children's CD and we were drive around the parking lot blasting all these corny Chuck E. Cheese songs and then we just spiked the CD at somebody and drove away. (laughs) (laughs)
0: that 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 sounds ridiculous yep wow we don't have much to do in our
1: area except for just hang out in philly but we were younger so whatever
0: really i i always imagine like there being like a ton of cool things to do in philly
1: there are but it's finite like really it's like you can do all the recommended cool stuff and eat at all the cool spots but once you've done all that it's like okay well yeah this is a city
0: Hmm.
1: yeah i mean i'll like and that's why i play pokemon so i can just walk around and collect you know ultra balls and and hyper potions all day um
0: which uh pokemon team are you on mystic oh mystic interesting Mm -hmm.
1: you are probably on instinct
0: uh no valor Uh, okay Gotcha. Yeah, I, I'm just a huge fan of the color red, and I always um, were drawn to like the fire type Pokemons.
1: Mhm. Oh, breakaway is uh, Team Valor. I remember seeing that two years ago.
0: All right, I gotta uh, align myself with them. Shoot a message,
1: be like, "Hey, I want Team Valor too."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want Team Valor? Trade me some Pokemon, please.
1: They'll be like, "We haven't. We all, all down. We all." uninstalled that in two
0: thousand sixteen, sorry. Like, uh, oops. I'm like, all right, just please ignore this message. I never asked you about <laughs> it. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> never mind. Bye. <laughs>
0: um I so but
1: anyway.
0: <laughs> I I I follow you on Instagram and speaking about um winning stuff, you, you Oh po- yeah. You posted about um some uh, slot thing that you did online.
1: Oh my God, dude, let me tell you. Okay, like, I
0: want to hear about this because I, I, I'm curious uh, about the, the picture you posted. Dumb luck.
1: Okay. So I put in $100 into the online slot thing that Sugar House Casino has.
0: So, and wait, tech- it, is this, sorry, um, is this legal for um, everybody in the United States? It's legal if you play in Jersey. Okay. Oh, okay. So I couldn't play. Okay.
1: Right. And they make you download like a geo tracker thing. And if you're outside of the Jersey borders, you cannot play. Okay. So, so I, you know, I'm in South Jersey. So that was fine. So I downloaded it. I put a hundred dollars in and I put in some kind of bonus code I found online. And then they gave me an extra hundred on top of it just for first time sake. So first bet I do, I, I was just like, all right, well, if I get a hundred extra dollars, I'll just gamble it all. And the max bet on the game I was playing was, it was a slot. So, like I did ninety dollars, lost it all. I'm like, ah, whatever. So then I did ten dollars, and I won four hundred. I'm like, okay. Then I did another ten dollars, and I, I think it lands on seven jackpot jackpot, and I got up to two thousand. So I got twenty four hundred dollars. I'm like, done. And I just cashed out, and that's that.
0: <laughs> and so this is you said you found like a coupon code online for your first time signing up. So you've never done this before.
1: Nope. I mean, I've gone to the casino before, but I was just like, yeah, you know, let's see what happens.
0: So you just got bored and decided, all right, I'm, I'm going to download um, this casino thing and maybe win some money. Yep. <laughs> That's crazy. And are they, do they like pay you out through like PayPal or Venmo?
1: Um, they are sending me a check in the mail. So it should get here within the week.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. That's, yep. and um, do they um, tax your winnings out there or how does that work?
1: Yeah, they do, but I'm going to see if I can maybe, you know, just kind of not do that. And then they just won't hit me up about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, uh, yeah. Uh, he's allegedly going to try to do that. He's not actually going to do that for everybody out there um, listening.
1: Yeah, whatever. <laughs>
0: uh, but that's awesome. That's so crazy. I would be like super stoked. And did, did that happen today, like when you posted it?
1: It was last night. Okay. I was like, I was trying to process. I'm like, is that like actually 2400 or they're like, what is that? Like, you know, some kind of game money or I'm like, oh, that's, that's real. Yeah. Okay. And then my mom plays too. So I told her, I'm like, I just, uh, on my first three spins, I won $2,400. She's, like, she's like, are you kidding me? She's like, I've been playing this thing for like three months. And I lost all my money. I'm like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah i um I like sports bet um like every now and then, yeah, that's like the only kind of like gambling I because like we have a uh, yeah. um, we have like a couple casinos around us, but um, it's never been like my uh like thing, I've never wanted to like go and just gamble, I think like the only time I've ever done that is like whenever I've been in Vegas,
1: yeah, yeah, I don't know i I do it occasionally, I did it in Vegas, I did it uh. Like I'll go to some of the casinos around here, like parks and sugar house and stuff, but you know, never won that big.
0: Yeah. I don't think, I, I think the most I've ever won was like 1500. And that's, and that was like, um, cause like I, I say sports betting, but I just bet um, on MMA. Yeah. So I, um, there was like, a, it was like, um it's like it i'm trying to figure out what the holiday was it, i think it was international fight week and they'd had um three fight cards so there's one on friday saturday and sunday and i did a parlay so i picked uh two fights from each card yeah and i remember i was it was sunday night and i didn't really care to watch the card um because i was going to to disneyland and um I had parked at Mickey and Friends and I remember coming down the escalator and I was like, huh. I was like I'm pretty sure the fight's going on right now. Like let me uh, check the results to see um how my parlay's doing. And as I was coming down the escalator, my last fight had just ended and it hit. So like I, I'd like put down like twenty dollars and I won fifteen hundred.
1: Nice. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a cool feeling. Um, I think I was, yeah, for six fights, uh, it was definitely like nerve wracking, but I was like, 20 bucks isn't like that big of a deal. Yeah. You know? um, so I, I just like to do that every now and then. But honestly, yeah, I've I, been I,
1: getting into sports betting, but I never really got the chance to.
0: Um, yeah. I, I, I honestly like with mma since i'm like super knowledgeable that's like the only thing i feel comfortable actually like betting on because all like other sports i like um follow like um football hockey but i'm not confident enough to put money down on it
1: yeah yo you know what we should start gambling on who's gonna break edge (laughs) uh the ultimate oh i would have so much
0: fun with that well we'd like We'd have to like compile a, a list or have like people register. All right um, Who wants to gamble on their edge?
1: Yeah, the strongest like strongest supposed edge men in every state It's like the you know, the biggest uh, or the lowest odds of winning or whatever and then Someone puts like $20, they break out and they win like $3 million or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: $3 <million. laughs> I think. I think if that much money was at stake, it would get corrupt. Like we'd be oh, like, somebody would be like, all right, like you got to sell out and you can get a cut of the pot.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> um, I actually had um, one of my buddies in group chat. He actually sold out like last weekend. Oh,
1: absolutely.
0: And, um... I don't know. I was just like kind of curious because he, he's like, like I, not like older. I think he's like in his late 20s. And I just uh, he, he like told us he was like, hey, like I, I just broke edge. And he was like at some bar like posting his drinks. And yeah. I was like, OK, like I was like, why did you do it? Because I was just curious. And he just told um told us that uh, he sold out because he was too stressed out about his life. <laughs>
1: yeah it sounds about right,
0: yeah, and I was like, all right, and I was like i i I hope you're doing better 'cause like I care about him as a friend, um, and I'll be his friend if he's strange or not, but I just uh was just curious about um why he was able to just throw away something he felt so strongly about,
1: yeah, yeah, I don't know, I mean the way I see it, it's like someone breaks edge more for me.
0: Yeah. Same here, dude. Yeah. Like as long as I've been straight edge, like I've seen like, you know, like the closest people, like the people who got me into it, um, you know, give it up. So I'm just kind of like oh, yeah. numb to like all that now.
1: Mm-hmm. If you really care about it, you know, those people that when you first get into hardcore who are straight edge and you know, you experience everything with, in the beginning, it sticks with you. It's like if they break edge and you stay, then you actually care about it. So.
0: Yeah, and, like, giving it up has, like, never even been, like, a thought in my mind because, like, when nope. I when I started, I had already, um, you know, hated, uh, like, smoking. Like, I've never smoked, um, just hated it growing up. And um, drinking was just never really a thing for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just, I honestly, of all of them, I just despise drinking the most. I mean, you know, personally, it's, like, I've had a lot of people in my family that have been either hurt by it or have even died from the effects of drinking. And it's like, why would I want to start now? Why would I want to throw my life in the garbage like that?
0: For sure. I definitely respect that. And, um, going back to to the dividing line, when you guys formed, was it important for you guys to be a straight edge band?
1: yeah at this point i will not start a band unless it's a straight edge band and if it's not a straight edge band it's going to be basically just like a joke band so but yeah like we've all been in straight edge bands before and just hardcore bands in general but i definitely wanted to at this point where you know in hardcore right now in this hardcore universe that we all happen to exist in metalcore is dominating and i think there's definitely a lack of straight up actual hardcore bands and that's what we wanted to do. And the dividing line, I say it's us versus them. It's really just straight edge versus everything else. Um, but yeah, like, and you know, this band pretty much blatantly rips off a no tolerance and SSD, but you know, why not?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, um, I definitely, um, have heard you say that before. Um, I actually uh, listened to another podcast you were on, and you mentioned that you recorded um, everything on the demo, is that right? Yes,
1: yes I did. Um, We actually recorded at some house in like North Philly to start. And we were kind of duped, like we, we thought it was gonna be something else, but we ended up recording everything with like one microphone, like one mic for drums, one mic for guitar, one mic for bass, one mic for vocals. Obviously, that's all fine, minus drums. Um, and it's out like this awful lo-fi thing. So I'm like, you know what? Who cares? I'm just going to go in and record it myself. So or re it myself. So then I went to Dylan Tash at uh, Midley Grain Studios and whipped up a demo in like three hours.
0: I honestly didn't know you were um, well-versed in um, musical instruments.
1: I can kind of play a lot of stuff if that makes sense. Um, not well, but good enough.
0: And so. where did you um, acquire those talents? Was that just you, um, like growing up, listening to music, being interested in learning yeah. how to play? Or was it just- I mean, I
1: started, I started playing bass when I was like 10 and then I found out that I had perfect pitch, which, you know, if you sing a note, I can tell you what it is. If you tell me to sing or replicate a note, I can do that instantly, you know? So, and I found that out because they were trying to get me to read music and they would just, I wouldn't even look into music. I would just listen to them play it and then hear it in my head and then I could play it. So they're like, well, how did you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I just, I just can. <laughs> so then I like looked it up. They're like, oh yeah, you have perfect pitch. And then I did like a test. They're like, yeah, you're in like the 99th percentile of perfect pitch people. I'm like, oh, sweet. So that's kind of where I started playing music and you know, writing music and stuff. So learning covers for me, is super easy because by the time I've listened to it five times, I already know all the riffs and even, you know, just writing music, I hear it in my head. I'm like, I got it. I'm good.
0: That's interesting. That's crazy. I didn't even know about that. Yep. It's,
1: it's pretty rare. Like I think it's one in 10,000 people have perfect pitch. A lot of people in hardcore have it. Dave Heck, who is in uh, a, a lot of bands in our area, he has it. I can't think of anyone else like off the top of my head, but I do know that there are people in hardcore who have perfect pitch.
0: That's that's amazing. I wish yeah. um, we could find everybody else that has perfect pitch and you guys could start a, a super band. <laughs>
1: it's like a really, really perfect band now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so you just went and recorded the demo you said in three hours yep and wow that's so crazy so you, you recorded the demo in three hours um and that's including like laying down the vocals and everything
1: yeah we did drums then guitar then bass then vocals then gang vocals by myself
0: <laughs> which was just
1: which was just me screaming in different voices
0: <laughs> i don't know why i just think that's so funny i'm just like oh, yeah, picturing this- <laughs> you doing that it's just ridiculous.
1: I'm like, well, because I hit people. I'm like, hey, I'm doing gang vocals today. Can anyone help me out? And nobody hit me. Up. I'm like, all right, whatever. I don't need you guys.
0: <laughs> wow, that's that's awesome that you still were able to make it work by yourself.
1: Yeah, I think I think Decline did that too. I'm pretty sure.
0: <laughs> um, did you do uh, any of the recording on the um, new record besides like the vocals, um, obviously?
1: Yeah, just vocals and a couple of bass parts okay like some of the like scaling stuff like in deadbeat there's a riff right before the last part that you'll you can kind of hear i did that um and then I, i did i think we each did one dive bomb on the record i can't remember which one was mine though
0: have you ever thought about being like or playing an instrument in another band
1: I've done that before, and it was kind of lame. Um, I played in a band called Mishap. I was on guitar for that. It was cool. Don't get me wrong, but I just like being on vocals better. I like not having gear and just showing up. I'm pretty lazy.
0: <laughs> no, that's fair. I used to um, like back in the day. I used to play in a pop punk band. We were like a like a straight up like four years strong rip off. And I I used to be the guy playing the keyboards, and I hated, like, having to, like, drag that thing around and, like, set up.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. I was also, I played drums in uh, a band called On Patrol, which was basically just, like, a walking out meets rotting out type band. And... That was fun for a little while, but then the dividing line formed. I'm like, okay. And I moved away from all those guys. So I'm like, all right, this is going to take up most of my time, but I definitely, uh, I don't know. I would play an instrument again, but it's kind of just dependent on my free time, which is limited.
0: Yeah. You want to not lose focus on the dividing line.
1: Yeah. I mean, we got so much going on. We don't, it's a thing like we don't play that much, but we do have a lot going on. You know what I mean?
0: um can you explain that a little more
1: yeah i mean like we play a good amount of shows but we only play maybe once or twice a month i think a lot of bands just want to play every show all the time i mean there's a lot of recycled lineups in our area it's just the same bands that play all the shows all the time and it's like eh you know we'll play the ones that are worth it and just kind of just focus on being tight i guess
0: Yeah. And then it gives a chance for um, people to actually like miss you guys.
1: Exactly. It's like, Oh, you know, this band's playing in Philly for the fifth time this month. I'll just see them next week.
0: Yes. Some bands definitely um, suffer from that and it it can definitely, I, I think be like a good or a bad thing just depending on the band.
1: Yeah. And I mean, Hey, if you're like a newer band and sometimes you find that you'll have to tour all the time and, that's how it works i mean that's what most bands do but in our case it's like we're all you know half of us are we like have houses and like and kids and stuff i don't but you know mark has kids and ian has a full-time job and stuff so a lot of it's like you know what like, can you do you yeah you like, have bills you gotta pay them
0: yeah you gotta take care of your responsibilities yeah Yeah, but
1: we make it work, you know. We're kind of just like a weekend warrior band.
0: No, that's cool. I'm just happy that you guys are still a band, just putting music out there.
1: Yeah, we, you know, we'll keep doing our thing as long as we can.
0: Yeah, I um, remember. I would like my dream was to just go on tour. I I, I used to think that would be like the best life, um, being at a show every day, seeing cool bands all the time but then um i got a little bit older and you know i'm 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 like on my own so like i have to take care of everything like on my own financially and i remember um last year i got um an offer um to do merch for a pretty big band and I was like super stoked I was willing to quit my um my job to go out and do it and it wasn't even like uh like a guaranteed like um ongoing position it was just like an opportunity for this tour um and if things went well um they would have uh you know wanted to keep me around just depending on like how I worked but when when it came down to how much they're gonna pay me like they don't want to give me what I felt like I was worth. Yeah. Um, so we had to just like go our separate ways, but, um, it, it just like I, I was so torn because I was like, Oh, like I was almost like about to do something really cool. But like, I, I had to like, you know, s- stay grounded and realize that I have to be able to afford like my current lifestyle. And I couldn't just give it up, um, to go on the road for a couple months for something that might not even work out. Yep. For like, way, yeah. for like way less money than I was making now.
1: Oh yeah. Got, you Yeah. Do what you gotta do, man.
0: Yeah. Because I, I feel like, um, like my resume, um, in like that world isn't, um, extensive, but I have, um, you know, some experience and, uh, people that will, um, vouch for me, but they just didn't want to pay me as much as I wanted
1: yeah, yeah, I can understand that.
0: So if anybody um, wants to pony up for um, a master class a merch guy, uh, just email me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just email me and maybe I'll uh, leave my job and we can take the podcast on the road.
1: There you go. That, get the patreon going, and make like five thousand uh, dollars a month
0: oh man um, p- people have asked me like why i don't have a patreon and yeah. um i'm just like uh right now like i don't feel like it's necessary because i'm still um like new to this and uh like i don't have like a huge like fan base and this isn't um like my main gig yeah um so uh maybe in the future uh depending on how things go um maybe i'll open one up but right now everything is just like all funded uh through me and um just doing everything i I think honestly the only thing that i would love uh to have with the podcast is um somebody um working with me to book all my guests and like kind of get that all like coordinated Mm mm-hmm um, because uh, right now it's just like, it's all me. I do everything. I like hit up people to come onto the podcast. Um, most of the time it's pretty easy cause it's a lot of like, uh, people that I know friends, um, or if there's somebody that I don't really know, it's like not that hard to like, um, get in contact through like mutual yeah. friends. Um, but just like having to do that and, uh, all the stuff behind the scenes, all the mixing and editing. It's fun. I, I definitely love it, but it'd be cool to have somebody book all my guests.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel that,
0: but it's okay. It's part of the grind. I love what I do. Love the podcast. I I, I love that people like you, um, are willing to come on and give me your time and sit here and talk with me for, um, an hour, an hour and a half, just about, um things that we're into i definitely yeah, for appreciate sure. it's it fun, you
1: know just hanging out
0: <laughs> just hanging out
1: hey me. i owe you for uh taking me to the airport though <laughs> um
0: I, I i i don't feel like you owe me I, I i know you um had extended the offer to send me all that merch and um like i honestly would like some merge, but i didn't want you to send me like everything because i know that you put um, money into it and i don't want to just take it all for free
1: Ah, uh, who cares <laughs>
0: um well I, I guess that's just me i just didn't want to um i don't know because when i took you guys to the airport that was just me being a friend i didn't want anything in return you know
1: oh, i know but i might as well hook you up if you like my band, I might as well just hook you up. You know what I mean? All
0: right. Then maybe I'll send you yeah, my send address. Me
1: address man. I'll, I'll send you something cool. I'll give to test press or something. Um,
0: all right. Well, uh, test press. I'm, I'm down. I, I actually saw somebody on um, your Facebook asking for a test press.
1: Yeah. They're like I need one now. I'm like, okay. okay.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. Um, uh, but I'll, yeah, I'll definitely have to send you my size and my address and then, We can get some stuff shipped out.
1: Yeah. Dude, I'm already, like, stoked to come back to California and just hang out. Like, it might just be a weekend. It might be a week. I don't know how much vacation time I'm going to get. Oh, oh, by the way, I just got full-time accepted to work at the place I've been contracting at, which is, like, a corporation in Philly, which I'm stoked about. I'm just, like, it's basically just, like, business analyst stuff, but I just got the job, like... I don't know, a week ago, and they're giving me all my stuff. I'm like, yes, here we go. So I'm stoked on that.
0: But oh, yeah. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. So I'm going to see how much time I can get and just kind of go out and hang out in California because that was an awesome trip.
0: Um, was there anything that you didn't get to do in California when you were out here that you wanted to? Um,
1: Go to Rev. Uh, definitely wanted to go to... Go and see Revelation Records, like the headquarters. But the only day that we had any free time was Sunday before the um, fest after show. Okay. And they were closed, I guess, so we didn't get to make it. But hey, I can just go back and check it out.
0: Yeah, it'll definitely still be here when whenever you come back.
1: Yeah. So, and I just kind of want to go back to Disneyland and hang out with all my friends. So,
0: yeah. You know. Dude, that that was a cool day. Um, that I was, was awesome. Yeah, I, I was like, um, I don't know if you remember. I told you, I was just happy that you guys were all just like so friendly and down to like oh, yeah. socialize <laughs> and be friends.
1: Yeah, that's just what we do. We just hang out.
0: Man, yeah, it's, it's gonna be so crazy if you come back um, after uh, Galaxy's Edge opens because it's just gonna be like a whole different beast
1: oh yeah dude i think it's so funny like one thing that stuck with me about disneyland is like how different space mountain and splash mountain are compared to disney world that i've been to a lot and like you know splash mountain california it's like single log and you have the chance of dying if you put too much weight on one side or the other and then uh space mountain it's like Two seats and they got like Incredibles sounding uh, like it sounds like music from the Incredibles is playing when you go into Space Mountain. I thought at least.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know, you guys didn't go to California Adventure when you're here. Did you
1: No. Hey, maybe we can throw that in the next trip.
0: Yeah. Because it, it's funny that you mention Incredibles because they have that Incredibles roller coaster oh my god yeah See, and, I, gotta,
1: I gotta go I got to go back
0: yeah and it's definitely it's definitely like a great experience and they have the guardians of the galaxy ride um mission breakout which is pretty nice. cool it, it's just like tower of terror but like re skinned but it's definitely like a cool cool story gotcha
1: oh wait yeah that's right they said they were gonna get rid of is, is that what it was they got rid of tower of terror and replaced it with that yeah okay gotcha um yeah, I gotta, I gotta go back. God, I wish I just, I wish we could have stayed longer because I remember leaving. I'm like, I don't want to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I definitely um, feel that because it's just like you're having like such a good time on vacation, and it's just like uh, don't really want to go back to the the real world. Yeah. God. But I
1: stay at the Marriott again. Just go swimming every day with zero percent humidity. 80 degrees feels like it's 60 degrees. <sighs> oh boy
0: yeah then i'll take you to there's like a pretty good spot that i'm um, me and my friends go and eat it's like attached to the, one of the hotels they, they just serve like really good nachos oh yeah and it's just like our favorite spot because it's like it's still kind of like a hidden gem like it's, it's not really that populated because it's connected to the hotel and most of the guests yeah. are in the park anyways so, like, whenever you go in there, like, the vibe is, like, really chill. And they have, like, the the AC bumping and just, like, pretty cool atmosphere.
1: Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Um,
0: I, I'm actually going to Disney World uh, at the end of this month. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's going to be my second time ever being there. So, I'm actually pretty excited.
1: See, I'm the opposite. I've gone to Disney World a bunch. And that was the second time that I went to Disneyland. Back in August
0: When was the first time you went to Disneyland?
1: I think I was like five or
0: six. Oh, wow So like when you're really young,
1: yeah, like 2000 2001
0: You know, I was actually talking to my mom yesterday because we went out to lunch and she used to like uh, Like force us to take like pictures and I used to hate it growing up But now I like I'm the opposite like I I love taking pictures capturing all these memories and while we were at lunch, I asked her. I was like, "Hey, do you have like any of the old photo albums of us, like as kids at Disneyland?" Because I'm trying to remember, like my first time at the parks. Because sadly, I can't remember because it's so long ago, and I'm there like so often. So yeah. Um, so she said she was gonna do some digging and try to find them.
1: I think the older you get, the more you want to hold on to what you're doing, just because time flies so fast now. Like. Literally it it feels like the fest was like yesterday, but now that was almost two months ago. I'm like, oh god, the time is just going way too fast.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely feel that my birthday is at the end of next month and I'm turning thirty, which sounds so crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. That's just wild.
0: Yeah, but maybe in the future we can figure out how to live forever and age won't really matter anymore.
1: Yeah, I'll probably be dead, but everybody else below me can, uh, you know, hang out of what's <laughs> remaining of the earth after, you know, whatever awful robot president sends like three bad tweets and then boom, nuclear annihilation. So we'll see. Um,
0: I think by the time that happens, we'll be um, able to traverse different dimensions and finally find Bigfoot.
1: Ah, oh, true. Yeah. <laughs>
0: i'm True. just kidding i don't even know in some
1: universe four punch plays at every single in every basement of every house in every state yeah that'll be it'll, it'll be wild uh skipping through dimensions
0: yeah we'll, we'll be on like uh have you ever seen brick and morty yep yeah it'll be just like that we'll just be traveling like to crazy places
1: yeah probably like 90 but whatever
0: Man, I, that, that's gonna be so, so crazy. I, I'm like really interested to see how um, technology develops as like we all get older. Like you're younger than me, so you, you'll be able to just um, see more of it, maybe. Yeah, unless I we, think like kids
1: ahead. today, like I'll, as I see younger kids like experiencing technology, like they don't understand, you know, dial-up internet. Is one thing that they'll never understand. Uh, Phones with cords attached to the wall. Um, Trying to think. Like, even just being on a laptop that was like, you know, very basic color schemes. And you open like a MacBook now, it's like, oh my God, it looks like I can just grab it. You know, I can grab that person's face. It looks like it's right in front of me. But back then it was like, you know, you're playing like Jumpstart fifth grade on your grandma's computer. And now it's like, you know, oh, I can just call my friends over Wi-Fi and I don't even have to hang out with them. I think there's like a disconnect as kids get younger.
0: Yeah, I definitely feel that. I remember um, before MySpace was a thing and seeing like hardcore kids out in the wild was like an event. You'd want to like go talk to them and be like, dude, like, where are you from? Like, love the shirt. Like, like, what's up? But now... It's like way more common and um, happens to me all the time. I like see kids at Disneyland and I'll like shout at their shirts, and like nine times out of ten, um, it's like an awkward encounter. Yeah, um, I do
1: that all the time too, and I I also get that same uh, reciprocated feeling of oh yeah, whatever, thanks. <laughs> it's like oh you're wearing a drug control shirt like clearly we're probably into a lot of things uh you know we're probably into a lot of similar things maybe we could have a conversation but yeah no it's always it's always pretty awkward
0: yeah and uh i i do it so often my friends that i'm with at disneyland just get so embarrassed because they like know most of the time the reaction isn't going to be good
1: yeah yeah, I feel that. I still do it anyway, just because I don't know. Like if I see a kid wearing like an SSD shirt or a floor puncher, like why wouldn't I talk to him?
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because like for me, it's just like I, I just love hardcore, and uh, when I see people out in the wild that, that are into it and, and that I don't know, I just want to like know who they are, like where do they come from, you know?
1: Yeah, just know their story, get to relate to them, get to actually feel it instead of sitting behind a screen messaging someone, you yeah. know
0: yeah yeah, it's it's always the best because like like one of the times where it was a cool experience um i just saw this guy he had a um i think it was a, it was a regulate t-shirt and he was in the magic mm-hmm. shop and i like walked up to him like yo what's up and he like he thought i was like trying to like fight him or something he was like what <laughs> and i was like no no no. i was like dude like love your shirt like where are you from and he was like oh dude like i'm from new york like i'm just out here for the weekend with my girlfriend and then like i could see her walking up like super confused looking cuz like her boyfriend was talking to some stranger uh-huh. and like we we're just like talking about hardcore and like I asked him like um, like why he was out here and it was like just like a cool just like conversation with like a random hardcore kid from New York
1: yeah yeah man I, I met the singer of uh, Jukai at Six Flags by accident um, I just he was wearing like a rude awakening shirt I'm like oh hey cool shirt and blah 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 I'm like, you know, any bands? He's like, yeah, I sing for Jukai. I'm like, oh, OK. <laughs> well, that's unexpected.
0: That's awesome. Did, yeah. um, is he in an, uh, another band? Because I know Jukai broke up.
1: Um, He might be in Rule Them All. I know that they share members. I don't know if he's. No, yeah, I think he plays guitar in Rule Them All.
0: OK, that's awesome. Because I know uh, one of the guitar players in Jukai is the singer of The Fight
1: yep um god what's that guy's name i literally see him in all those shows hang on i going to find out
0: um okay. great band i love uh,
1: the fight's awesome
0: dude I, I want them to come to california so bad
1: dude you should you should hit them up i, I feel like they would do it
0: well i, I don't book shows it, it's I'm too sure. it's so much work and I, I i wouldn't even know where to start
1: you just make drug control book it i don't know <laughs>
0: But, um, would love yeah, to I have, have them on the podcast. Do.
1: Yeah. Yo message. Uh, I'll throw you some people you can hit up. I, I, I gotta, yeah. I have a good selection of, uh, people in those bands that I could probably send your way. Hopefully get something.
0: Yeah. I've, I've been, there's like, uh, two bands that I've been trying to find people that I have a connection to, but I don't really know yet. Um, there's that newer band from Wilkes-Barre, um, no choice. Hmm. Do you know who I'm talking
1: about? Let me see.
0: Like I think they played their first show like not too long ago.
1: Hmm. Oh, 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 oh. Are you thinking choice to make?
0: Oh god, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Wow. Choice to make, not no choice. Okay, yeah, choice to make.
1: Do you want to talk to those guys? Yes. Alright, I got you. And who else?
0: Uh never ending game.
1: Okay, yep. Gotcha. Yep, I'll send you some links. Oh, I All can right. also hook you up with the fight if you know those guys. No, Or if you don't
0: know. Those. No, the only conversation I've ever had. I think I emailed the singer because I um, wanted uh, this shirt that they did like a long time ago. It had like uh, Donald Trump and like a bunch of like KKK people. It was like a collage of like images of um, like the alt right, and then at the bottom yeah. it says uh, "fuck the alt right."
1: Nice. Yeah. Let me. You're uh, online, so number one. That's the fight. I'll just say that's the fight, and <laughs> trying to think. Choice to make. Choice to make. Who's in that? Ryan Smitsky. There we go. Yeah, that's. There's a lot of cooler bands coming up right now. I think that the waves are starting to. Uh, I, I think it's starting to change from metalcore to actual hardcore, and it's nice.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely love. Um, like hardcore it's so interesting to see um like the the trends like kind of come full circle because like when i got into hardcore um like I i feel like um like the time that it is now is what was popular back then like uh like more of like the heavy stuff and metalcore And then as time went on, um, the like old school, like the youth crew and like the positive stuff started like gaining traction and like a lot of kids were getting into that style. Yeah. And it's just like, feels like like we're just like in this endless cycle of, um, hardcore, which is cool. Um, but I just feel bad for certain genres when they're not um hyped up at the time because like even though the um kids aren't like super into that style of hardcore i know that there's good bands um in like the lesser popular styles so it's like i I always just try to keep my ear open and listen to everything
1: yeah yeah i mean i've been pretty much only in like youth crew bands for a while or at least the to the style of youth crew sometimes a little heavier and thrashier but i don't know i was just bad at playing metalcore i tried it i tried like heavy hardcore once and it just did not go well so i'm like okay this is dumb so i've just been playing in youth crew bands and while it isn't always popular in this area or ever um (laughs) you know i just do it because that's the style that i like and prefer to play
0: Uh so you know well, Casey, I think um, we should wrap things up. Yeah, for sure. I, um, I, I definitely want to say um, thank you for uh, giving me your time and coming on. And I, I think because um, my goal is to have everybody that I've ever um, interviewed through like the email form that like I used to do back in the day, come back on as a podcast guest and i think you're the first one to actually cross over and do that
1: oh we gotta start fighting those people that say no <laughs> no
0: no no N- nobody said no um <laughs> you're just <laughs> you're just the first person that i've asked from uh the old guard like um uh i plan on having uh keith on like um, funny thing keith uh still a good friend. Um he was my last interview of the year last year, so I actually want to have him be my last podcast guest of this year. So I'm I'm sure he's willing to do it. We just gotta um I, I just have to ask him. I, I haven't even brought it up to him. This is like the first time I'm even like mentioning it to anybody. Um, yeah but uh definitely uh sure he'll come back on and do that. Yeah,
1: yeah. for sure. Yo, real quick though, restraining order is my favorite active band at hardcore right now. They are so
0: good. Dude, they're so sick. I, I love seeing like other um, people like tweet about or post about um, that record because what they're doing is awesome. I love that band. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, before we go, is there anything you want to shout out or plug?
1: Yes. So let's see here. So just said restraining order. That was a big one. Red Bait, uh, Decline, Cutting Through, Drug Control, all the other active bands that we're friends with, that we've played with, Sunstroke, Fixation, um, New Age Records, Mike Hartsfield, Philly Hardcore, South Jersey Hardcore, Boston Hardcore, and uh, No Tolerance, Waste Management, Stop and Think, Floor Punch, SSD, and all the other bands that, uh, you know, have brought us to what we're doing i don't know man i'm just rambling but yeah all that stuff all the good stuff
0: hell yeah that's awesome <laughs> um thank you casey for coming on this has been Absolutely. um this has been another episode of the Jamie k podcast always on top
1: makes me blind i just want to see the light breathe in leave it all behind i just want to see the light